morning, everybody, and uh, we're going to get started on the review of what we learned yesterday. We're starting on the, towards the bottom of the page on the Psayin Omer Aleph at the Verminhi, and uh, we're going to work our way from there. We are learning Le'elinishmas Prum Bashmol Shimon, and also to all who need and let's get started okay so getting there you're getting there okay alright so the Gemara is bringing down a contradiction it says uh, it's, so it's, you might uh, it says by Yom Kippur that you might think Yom Kippur is not Mechaper if somebody, only if somebody keeps all the laws of Yom Kippur. He fasts on Yom Kippur, doesn't do malach on Yom Kippur. He reads the, the, he does the mitzvahs, you know, the positive of recognizing the Kedush of Yom Kippur. What if he doesn't fast? He does malacha. He didn't read the Mikra Kodesh, you know, which is calling it a holiday. So you might think that uh, Yom Kippur is, in such a case, not going to work for him, because after all, he's not treating it as it should be. That's why it says in the Pasuk, Yom HaKippurim Hu. Meaning, meaning it works no matter what. Whether you recognize its importance or not, it's going to work. Now, the problem is, is that this quote is a Sifra. It's a Stam Sifra. Just like the other quote is a Stam Sifra. In one place it's saying Yom Kippur is going to be Mechaper. Um, only Allah Shavin, not Al Sheinah Shavin. And over here we're saying that for the laws of Yom Kippur, you don't need to be keeping the laws of Yom Kippur. And it's a stamps of fraud, kashi on itself. So Abai's answer is, is that it's two, it's two tanoim. It's Rebbe Aliba de Rebbe organized the Mishnah, and here he's going with Rebbe Huda's position, mm-hmm. and the other one was Rebbe Rebbe Aliba Diday, because Rebbe himself says that all of in the Torah, every single one, if you do tshuva, then. Or not, whether you do tshuva or not, Yom Kippur is mechaper. Amazing concept that the itzumo shal yom. It's rebuilt by Nasi The itzumo shal yom mechaper. That the day itself has a power to be mechaper, whether or not you do tshuva. Okay. The only uh, exception to what it won't work on is somebody who's a porik ol. Basically, uh, he doesn't keep any of the mitzvahs of the Torah. He's megalapanim b'tori. He basically. Um, exp- he provides explanations for the Torah in a denigra- denigrating manner, and the last one is he's made for brisbaser. He does a, he undoes his circumcision. Okay, he does surgery to counter his circumcision to show that he doesn't really want to be part of it. Then it's still an option for Yom Kippur to be mechaper, but then you have to do tshuva first, and then Yom Kippur will work. Otherwise, not. Okay. Point being is, is that Rebbe Shita is, is that Yom Kippur atones for everything. Everything sounds like, except for these three, it's everything. And therefore, that's why Yom Kippur will atone, even if you don't keep the laws of Yom Kippur. That's one answer. Rav, that's Abayi's answer. Rav says a different answer that we're talking about Rebbe's own opinion here, in both places. And Rebbe will agree that when it comes to that virus of Yom Kippur itself, that it has to be that it can't be Mechaper. Because if it is Mechaper, so then, um, um, what's pshat of Karis of Yom Kippur? It's, there is, you're always going to be mechapa. There will never be a Karis for Yom Kippur because the day itself will atone for the Karis. So the Gemara says, um, that doesn't, that's not a problem. You just have to be a little bit creative. You'll find a scenario. But if he does Malacha all night long, and then in the day, which somehow the Gemara assumes that the day is what's mechapa, it's not the night. 
the Iker Kapara of Yom Kippur is some, one of the, some of the hours of the day, and by dawn he died on the spot. Uh, so there was no part of the day to atone for him. That's one. So the Gemara says, well, that works for Kari's at night. What about Kari's during the day? A person does Kari's during the day, it's not going to have any meaning. So the Gemara says, what's the question? Maybe while he was eating bread, he choked on something and died on the spot. So you have to be alive a little bit after, and that's uh, in order for the day to atone, which is fascinating. Um, or he does a malacha right before Shkizachama, or he did a malacha, and in the process of doing the malacha, he killed himself by accident, and um, that there was no time of the day to be mechaper, and that would be a scenario where the karis will apply. Of course, you know, it's, I'm not sure what came first, because, you know, he's dying now, and the karis means that he dies young, but whatever. So, <laughs> so again, Here's the contradiction. Yeah. It's, a, it's a bit of a difficulty, but anyway, it's just, whatever. <laughs> At least theoretically, he did... He, he did kapot. He did right. No, he missed out on his kapara of the day. No, maybe he did kapara because he got karet right there and then. Yeah, well, after the karet, he's, he's he's atoned for. Okay, all right. Um, next, that brings us to to the law of megadif, uh, and uh, we talked about um, even megadif. So the rabbi says even megadif. So what do you mean by even megadif? The rabbis are really correspond are are communicating with Rabbi Akiva. They heard Rabbi Akiva say that the Mishnah only lists Balov, doesn't list Yidoni. They understood that the only reason why Yidoni is not listed is because it's the Lav Shempo. It's not. It doesn't have a Maisa, and that's why it's not on the list. And that's because um, they said, "Well, excuse me, there's another one that belongs there, Megadev. You also should not have to bring a Chatas because it's not on it because it's not an action." Now, um, uh, the, there is actually, we saw a, a, a source that says that Megadev does bring a carbon because it says Kares, and that's uh, Rabbi Kim's opinion. And uh, it says the uh, Nasa Cheto, um, and therefore you're going to have to bring, uh, you have to, um, so you have to bring a carbon. So the Gemara says, do you mean to say that any time that there's a Kares, you have to bring a carbon? Carbon Pesach, which you don't bring is Kares. Mila, which if you don't do is Kares. And uh, and there's no carbon uh, if you did so inadvertently, whatever. There's no such thing as a carbon on those things. So the says no. Megadev brings a carbon because um, the kares was there in the place of carbon, and that's written in the section of carbon. That's that's the source, and that's where we give his opinion, because he says um, since it should have written kares in general, and it wrote kares b'makom carbon, so that's the basic. That's the reason that, that you, that's the source that it means that you should bring a carbon on this case. And then it says, what is that? That's really the Rabbanon speaking. And basically, Rabbi Kiva told the rabbis, you see, Megadif doesn't have a Maisa. Um, what is Megadif? It's we're cursing God. So then, what is the Karis there for? Obviously, Karis is, uh, um, so they said, they said to him, Karis is for cursing. Okay, um, and it says Chato Yisa. That's how I know. And it says by per, by Pesach Sheni Chato Yisa. Just like over there, it's Karis. So to over here, it's Karis. So it's to elevate, to give you a din Karis for cursing God. Now we did explain that there's actually two sources for what does it mean as Hashem Magadif. According to Isi Ben Yehuda, it's like a person says to his friend, "I want you." Giduf and Giruf is related, so it's cleaning out, wiping clean the pot. And are you wiping it and then also breaking it? 
um, or meaning you know, cutting into it, or that's what Megadif means, and it means cursing God, or Rabbi Lozab ben says it's like when a person says clean it, and he's not messing up with the pot, the pot stays intact, that means it's only Avodah Zarah, and that is... Um, and that's the machloka. So, uh, uh, right, there's another price that says, Rabbi Loz ben says it's Hovod Avodah And the say, no, it's only to give kares to somebody who curses God. Okay. Next thing we talked about is new Mishnah. We said that there's a number of scenarios where you bring a carbon and you can eat the carbon. Then there's those that you bring the carbon and you don't eat it. Then there's those that you don't even bother to bring a carbon at all. So, what's the first case? Bringing and eating. So, a woman has a miscarriage. But the body is formed to to, to look like an animal, like a bay or an oaf, uh, domesticated, non-domesticated a bird. So uh, according to the mayor, that's form enough to qualify that you should have to bring a carbon of a yoledas. According to Rachamim, it needs to have a tzuras adam, has to have a human form. But uh, then we also saw that if it's a amorphous shape, like a sandal or a shilya or a shvir, but it does have uh, like uh, what looks like a body. It's it's uh, it has bone and sinew in it. Uh, if it comes out cut up, the same is true with a shivcha that has a miscarriage. Then all these cases, it's with a carbon, and the carbon is actually eaten. When is a carbon brought but not eaten? If it, there was a miscarriage, but we don't um, we don't have what came out to look at, so we're not sure what shape it is, what is what it looked like. Number two, um, or a case where you bring but you don't um, eat it, is when there's two women. One had a shape that was uh, not obligated. The other one had one that was. And uh, we don't know which one was which. So when so you can have to bring it, but you can't eat it. So Rebios explains it's only if they went each their own way and they're not standing here together. But if they're standing here together, there's a way that they can just bring the carbon and eat it. That's not a problem. Okay, you just have to work it out amongst the, the two of them to figure it out and make conditions to make it work. Yeah. Now, uh, here's a group that doesn't bring it at all, doesn't even bother to bring a carbon. That's if it's a, a sack, of basically a, 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 the birth was only filled with water or blood or colors, but it's liquid. Or um, uh, it, the shape was like a fish or like a grasshopper or like... Um, worms, you know, kashkatsim and ramasim, things that crawl on the ground, um, um, or a miscarriage from 40 days from conception, or even a C-section. And according to Rabbi actually C-section be- does belong in the list. So, first thing in the Gemara, they wanted to know, what's the story with the shivcha? Um, what, um, so, uh, it says B'nai Yisrael, so that means maybe only B'nai Yisrael. What about a Gerus and a shivcha? So, that's why it says Isha. So, um, so the question is, what is the v'chein shivcha? Why do you need to even Why do you, I mean, in other words, if it's straight up, why would we need? Obviously, it should seem to be obvious that a shivcha should be the same. After all, she's mechuyevas like any woman is. There is no real difference. So why shouldn't she have a din of yoledes? So the Gemara says that uh, you might have thought that the only time that uh, abadim slaves are chayv and things is by um, on mitzvahs that. And Evid is Chayev. Um, and an Evid is obviously, that's only so different. It's only thing, only thing that an Ish is, an Evid is only Chayev on things that are, a woman is Chayev. Now, there are a number of things that a woman is Chayev that obviously an Evid is not. Amongst them is Yolad, because 
there is a technical fact that a Evet can't have a Yoledes. Can't be a, a Yoledes. Mm-hmm. So therefore, maybe only things that both Avadim and Shvachos have are going to be applicable to them. And since only a Shivcha can have this and not an Evet, maybe she's not Vuchayevus. That's why we need a special boss to tell you yes. Now we said there's a list of carbon and uh, not eating it, unless they're together, then they can actually work it out amongst themselves. Now, how does that work? So they bring together one korban that's a definite, and uh, the chata sa'of, basically meaning each one is going to bring their own korban ola, that's on their own, because it could either be a nadava or a chi or a chova, and that's not a problem at all. And you could just say a condition, if I'm obligated, then this is a chova, if I'm not, then it's a nadava. Mm-hmm. But the chata sa'of, they're going to bring in Suffolk. And they make a condition. And they say, if it's me, then me. If it's you, then it's you. Then it's yours, and I'm giving it so over to you. So bring one chata. Right, exactly. One chata is between the two of them. And the two, and each one will bring their own ola and make a condition. So the Gemara says, Rabbi Yossi doesn't accept Tanoim, because the Mishnah says, or Shimon says, that they both bring a chatas, uh, one chatas, and Rabbi Yossi says, no, you can't bring a chatas, because unless... Um, unless, in other words, there's no such thing as a chatas according to Rabbi Yossi, unless you know that you sinned, okay? And here you don't know, so then there's no chatas. Mm-hmm. So you see, Rabbi Yossi doesn't accept conditions when it comes to well, one chatas. Of them did sin. What's the difference? Still, you need to know with who that you sinned in so order to, to have the whole. Okay. You need to have okay. certainty. Okay. So Rabbi says that Rabbi Yossi agrees. That's only true for sin type chatos, but he agrees that by mechusar kapara. That, uh, that that you're not bringing it for a sin, you're bringing it just to allow you to eat from kachim. Mm-hmm. So then that that is it's not the same type of thing as a regular chatas, and therefore he'll agree that, in fact, you can do it conditionally. Same as with Rav in the name of Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Yossi would agree by Mechus Kapara. Why? Because the guy, by, by, by a regular chatas, you need to know. Oh, hold the love chatas, the verse tells us. Okay? He needs to have been made aware of that. That's why you can't bring it and make conditions. But over here, two women are bringing a carbon. It's only to allow them to eat kachim. And that's the difference. Um, that uh, basically, um, and if you look at though, actually it's meduyuk, because it says in the Sefer, Rabbi Yossi says, any chatas that's coming for a sin, that's where you can't do it conditionally. Because it's coming for a sin. That's the, that's the yisod. Okay. Next we talked about is uh, what's the pshat of Yotzi Dolphin. So we explained that Reb Shimon says in the name of Reish uh, Lakish uh, that the Pasuk says, Nekeva Teleid. The extra word Teleid tells you it's even a Leida Acheres. What's that Leida Acheres? That's Yotzi Dolphin. Um, can I close the door? I think it's not helping. Uh, yeah. Too much competition, huh? That's so good. All right. Oh, All right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. He's setting up for, there, there he is. He's moving the ladder. Yeah. He's moving on the ladder. All right. All right. Let's continue. Okay. All right. Uh, just make sure that we're good. Okay. Uh, just uh, uh, and then uh, the last thing. 
Oh, um, the rabbi's position is uh, when it says Isha Kisazriel, the older, the older, that the the birthing has to be in the place where the the zera is, where where she gets impregnated from, and that's why um, it's in you know it has to be a natural childbirth in order to have this din of tumah. Okay, next we talked about. Um, we just did the Mishnah, and that's where we got up to. We said uh, somebody has a miscarriage on the, um, uh, on the uh, right before the 81st day. So it's Machlokes Beisham and Beisil. Beisham says you're potter from a carbon, and Beisil says you're going to be have a new carbon. So Beisil said to Beishamai, what's the difference? The the night of the 81st day, from the day of the 80 of of uh, the eve of the 81st, from the morning of the 81st, um, isn't it? I mean, your tummy in both cases, so surely it should be the same as far as carbon goes. So Bishami told them it's not the same thing. When you have a miscarriage on the 81st day, you, uh, when you were, it happened on, on the day that you could have brought your carbon. So therefore it's mechayv yunu carbon. As opposed to when you, when you have a miscarriage on the eve, you, it's a time when they're not ready to bring the carbon yet. So therefore, since I didn't have the possibility of bringing carbon for my first time, I'm not going to be chayv for two. It's like a two for one. So Basil says, what do you mean? What if it comes out on a Shabbos? Day 81 comes out on a Shabbos. It was born on a day. It happened on a day. The miscarriage was on a day that you were not able to bring the Korban. And, uh, and yet still, your mother, since it's the 81st day, you are going to be chayv. Ah, you couldn't bring a Korban that day. So the Gemara says, uh, that's a big difference because the day 81, when it comes out on a Shabbos, although you can't bring my Korban of a Yachid, but Korbanos are brought at that time. Supposed tonight, it's not a time of korbanos altogether. That's a different story. Okay, um, not neither korbanos yachid or korban sibar. Now, what about the fact that the the blood is metame? That's irrelevant because the, what if you have a miscarriage in the time of uh, um, middle of the times of you made tohar of the time when you're really permitted. Uh, the blood that doesn't bother us, but if it's a new leda, that makes it din toma also. So there's no the, the, toma is not the key factor over here. It's the it's the carbon. That's how the that's the argument of Beis Shammai, and that is as far as we got to yesterday, and we'll take.